Hi, I'm Doug Weiss. And I'm Alvian Lyons. This is Love Life. You know, Alvian, we, we often get the question, where do the ideas come from <laughs> for these episodes? Mm-hmm. And in this case, I want to confess something. <laughs> You're going to tell them. I'm going to tell them that in this case, <laughs> the idea for the topic it came from real life, as all of ours do, but from my life in particular, because I've just been through the very thing we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. That is moving in together. together. The 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 decision to move in together, one of those uh, uh, often uh, interesting, sometimes mm-hmm. difficult, sometimes mm. challenging, usually rewarding uh, <laughs> decisions that we make in life. If you're moving in with the right person. Right. <laughs> so once you've made that decision, then there's a whole flock of things that you have to navigate. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if in your practice you run across this uh, a- a- any of the the, the, the fallout and issues that, come, that arise from, <laughs> that come from this. Yeah, that he doesn't put the toilet seat down, and she squeezes the toothpaste from the top instead of the bottom, and he likes to flip the toilet paper one way, and she prefers the toilet paper to be oh, the other way. Oh, it definitely has to go down. <laughs> <laughs> not from behind from the front from the fr- and see and i know lots of people who like it to come down from the back so all of these little like you know idiosyncrasies for how we like to do things even the cabinets you know when he cooks he leaves all the cabinet doors open and she likes you to close every cabinet door after you've used whatever said item is and these little power struggles that come from the way that people like to live and the answer is yes i do hear them and and coach and counsel through them and and all of that and and the truth is that most of the time we are um creatures of habit and there are ways in which we like to operate inside of our spaces and having to accommodate someone else being in our space can be very challenging. What I have found just in my, you know, anecdotal experience and coaching is that people tend to do better if they move into um, a property together that neither of them have lived in before. <laughs> okay, so that there is a clean slate yeah. for how things might need to operate. Well, you know, that strikes home with me. <laughs> We did not do that. Mm-hmm. I actually moved into Peggy's house. Mm. God and, bless you. Uh, well, uh, uh, God bless her for first <laughs> um, being willing to accommodate me. And uh, uh, God bless us both for having the wisdom <laughs> not to try and solve this problem. Right away. And let me explain about the problem. Okay. So when when you're young mm-hmm. and you haven't acquired a lot of possessions yet, um, and maybe the moving in is, you know, early enough in your in your relationship that uh, uh, you you haven't you know gone furniture shopping to get you haven't been down that path. So you have different tastes, you have different uh, uh, orientation, things that that are important to you. When you're older, as we are, you've acquired things, and your taste has become 
probably fairly well defined mm -hmm. in part through the things that you've acquired, the paintings, the furniture. Uh, it may even go down to the dishes that you, you mm -hmm. have. Um, and that's some your personal stamp. So now you've got a problem. Mm -hmm. You've got two of everything, or at least of a lot of things. <laughs> you've got different styles. And how do you create some kind of harmonious um, a situation without getting into the, well, I like my dining room table better than your dining room <laughs> table. No, I like that painting, and I'm not willing to give it up. Right. No kinds of conversations. Right. Uh, uh, in our case, we, we recognized that this would be a challenge. Mm. Did you find that to actually be? So you recognized in advance prior to moving in that this is something that we're probably going to, more than likely going to face. Oh, oh absolutely. And did you realize exactly what you recognized would happen? Yeah. Uh, well, we tried for about a week to have that conversation and and it was tender. You know, I mean, we, I, I think we both recognized we were kind of dancing around the questions right. that we both had. Harboring, and I'll confess this, you know, in the back of our, our respective minds, gosh, I hope she can live without that particular thing <laughs> because I really don't like it. <laughs> And we I both think had, it's hideous, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, we had. Now, here's the funny part. Occasionally, we'll watch Home and Garden television together. Uh huh. I love and, HGTV. And we will, or look at a magazine like Architectural Digest, or even you know uh, uh, other magazines, and we'll see a picture of a room, and we always agree on what we like. Hmm. But it that picture doesn't look like anything that either of us ever actually did in our respective homes. Interesting. So in the end, what we did was to hire, I know this sounds crazy, but a we, designer. We, we actually did. We That's hired a designer. To integrate your two yeah. tastes? We said, go go look at each of our homes huh. and then come back with some kind of a plan that tells us what to keep, what to get rid of, and how to make sense of what we have. It, it was some kind of at least um, consistent style. Um which is what we ended up doing. That is so cool. So did they end up also having to, so did they introduce new things as well yes. into the style to tie, tie things together? And I think that that is so important because there's a yours and mine and we have to create an ours. Right. And that both in design and in relationship is very important. Yep. You know, that you don't lose you and I don't lose me, but there is a we. Yeah. And we see that in how we operate as people, and then we see that how we operate through our process, and we see that in how we, you know, kind of set up our environment mm -hmm. as well. So I love the fact that the designer thought to bring in integrative pieces together to create some we for the two of you guys. Yeah, and we both had to have, I think, in a way, and he wisely understood this, some some wins. Uh-huh, absolutely. But, but we he was capable of helping us to see see the space through each other's eyes, but also to see it in a new way. Mm -hmm. So we ended up in in a few cases redoing rooms. I mean, not just repainting them, right. but redoing them from a from a layout perspective, 
in a way that made so much better sense than what we'd come up with, uh, uh, you know, what Peggy own. originally right. had or what either of us might have come up with on our own. Right. Um, so, so I think this was a great, you know, investment. It wasn't all that expensive to have it done, um, to have him come in and, and sort of consult with us. Mm-hmm. And, and then we had a project that we did together, which was not just the painting. That was, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of people come in and you, when you first move in, you paint. And Peggy had wanted to do that for a long time in the parts of the house she hadn't already redone. This is an older home. Right, right. Uh, but we decided to completely demolish an old and, I want to say, not very attractive fireplace that was the main focal point of the room we spent most of our time in. Got it. Uh, 3,000 pounds of rock later. <laughs> <laughs> no we <did> small that. <laughs> feet. Yeah. <laughs> I remember each one of those pieces. <laughs> right. But I think that the, the, the space part is is one facet of this. But you were talking earlier about the habits. Mm-hmm. The things that seem uh, endearing when you're not living together yeah. can become a little less so. When, oh yeah, when like, you're when you are living together, you're very kind. They could be flat out annoying when you're living, when you're actually living together, and and it's, and it's no different than when you're raising kids. There are things that kids do that are so cute when they're little, but when they get a little bit bigger, that same thing that was so adorable, it's not so adorable anymore. That there are evolutions that take place in all kinds of ways in our lives that one something that worked in one space doesn't work in another space, and. Mm-hmm. The we factor in relationships, and I, I always think that designers are really just like spatial counselors. I, I was just, <laughs> it's fantastic that you said that. I, I was just going to say, I think that they're actually marital counselors. They are. Or I mean, they, they yeah. really are, like, because it really is the same thing, because in a lot of ways, the things that we own are just extensions of ourselves. Yes. So how we orient to them inside of a physical space is very similar to the losing, gaining, reestablishing, creating the the who I'm going to be inside of this relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm physically watching it happen outside of myself. But the truth is, the reason why we're so particular about some things some people particular about virtually everything um, is because we do see it as an extension of us. So what I'm getting rid of, am I in some way losing my identity? What I'm integrating in, am I becoming something different? Um, Am I, am I still the me I was before we became a we? And is it possible for those two things to happily Mm -hmm. exist, coexist together? Yeah. Well, I want to though, probe a little bit about this question of the how how to deal with the annoying habit <laughs> or habits of the person that you're living with. Um, because I think left unchecked, it's certainly possible, unless you're a very, very laid back person, mm-hmm. to find something that some another person that you're in such close proximity with much of the time uh, to find that, um, uh, if not annoying, at least um, there's something. A, yeah, yeah, there's a rub. Yes, yeah, a little friction yeah. there, and mm-hmm. and left unchecked, that you know that becomes a focus, and it's the it's it can, it it's can become a thing. Yeah, yeah. it can definitely yeah. become yeah. a thing. And you know, I, I, we're not unlike other people. I mean, we we're different. Um, uh, I, I 
as you know, uh, Peggy's often said that I have CDO. That's OCD, but the letters are in the right <laughs> order, right? Uh, and, and, you know, it bothers me, literally, it bothers me if um, the, the pillows are not quite right. Yeah, I'll walk over and change it. Now, yeah. it, you know, if if Peggy weren't such a, a laid-back, calm person, that might really, I think that might really become an annoying yeah. thing. I don't yeah. consciously do it to annoy her. Yeah, but it's part of your, it helps for you to be comfortable. And I also tease that I have OCD because I like a magazine clean home, personally. Mm-hmm. I like people to be able to walk in my house at any moment. And it's beautiful. Lived in, but beautiful. Mm-hmm. And... I have to create. So you little... and I should live together. Oh, we should. Because <laughs> like, our, our pillows will always be this. in fortune cookie style. <laughs> they will be appropriately set inside of the center of the single chair. There are all kinds of things that would be done a particular way. And I can tell from across the room if a picture is slightly cockeyed. And it literally, I have to go over and fix it. When I go into doctor's offices, I still touch it just to, <laughs> just to get it right. Just because I love you enough to want your picture to be straight is what I always say. Yeah. But my, I have family members and friends that would take great pleasure in coming into my home and moving something just to see how long it would take me <laughs> to move it back. So they would just move my picture slightly or they would lay my candle over or they would tip my pillow because I like things done a particular way. Yeah. So I do understand exactly what you mean and what others experience when you're talking about bringing someone into your space to do this mm-hmm. on a constant basis. Well, I think the watchword and uh, uh, for me is, uh, as with most things in relationships, um, you know, th- there needs to be a heavy dose of tolerance. Absolutely. Um, you are different people. You do have different habits. These are not significant things. These are not right. important in the scheme right. of things. And when you find something that, that starts to become irritating, you know, you need to either address it if it's, if it's not resolvable in any other way, or step away from it and let it go, which is the much preferred solution. <laughs> you know, in many things. Yeah. Just step back and say, look, there are probably 50 things that I'm doing that are just as unsettling, disturbing, annoying um, to my partner as as I find this. So really? Is right. this important? No. And know what, and and I totally agree with you. And I would add to that that know what things really matter to you. There may be a couple of items that your grandmother gave to you that, you know, a best friend brought for you Mm. from another country. Uh, You know, there may be some things that we may call non-negotiables, stuff that you just really love and are attached to. And those are the kinds of things that I think are important to make sure your partner knows how much those things matter to you and making room and finding ways to include that in whatever the new we is going to be. But the more we know about what matters most to us, and we're able to communicate that, the smoother I think the transitions of integration become. What great advice. <laughs> Another terrific uh, <laughs> moment in, in, in uh, love in, life. In love life. Uh, thank you. Uh, and, and we want to thank uh, Kamaria and Todd and uh, all of you who are listeners. And we'll be back with you next week. <laughs>